Hey, this is Thomas, and you are listening to Down a Wayward Path. In today's episode, I'm just talking about Samhain and what I'm doing, um, and uh, the wheel of the year, I guess. It's not very descriptive for an intro, I know, but that's where my mind is at the moment, not very descriptive. I'm fairly lucky in that my partner is fully supportive of the path I've chosen to go down. He's a non-practicing Catholic who does not really enjoy religion, um, but he's been fully willing to jump in and celebrate the wheel of the year with me. Um, Not in any ritual stuff, but, you know, like in in just the general celebration, Um, which I'm greatly grateful for. He helped me celebrate Lunasa, the autumnal equinox, sometimes we've possibly referred to or misreferred to as Maban. Um, and that's just a controversy that is a hill I choose not to die on. So I will always call it the autumnal equinox. Um, and I fully, he fully intends to celebrate part of Samhain with me, which I'm super excited about. I've always loved this time of year anyways. Um, so being able to, like, maybe celebrate Samhain a little bit more officially rather than just what I have done in the past. Um, something I'm pretty excited for. Um, but of course he also intends to celebrate Halloween like any other American with an ill-advised Halloween get together in the middle of a pandemic, which I am not in support of and will not be attending. Um, even though he says it will only be a few people, I know better. Um, but that's his choice. They'll all be wearing masks. Probably, hopefully, probably not. Um, but what, what, whatever. This is where we're at in America, not necessarily taking reasonable precautions. Um, so Samhain starts at sundown on October 31st and ends at sundown on November 1st. Um, prior to this current path, I always put lanterns with LED candles in my windows to guide spirits of ancestors and loved ones home on Samhain. Sometimes I would even put out an offering of food, then I would go out into the night and enjoy Halloween haunts. Um, And if you hear a clapping, there's just like this bug flying around my head. I don't know where it came from. Okay. Um, You know, I'd celebrate going out to haunts, times with friends. I even one year I dressed up as a priest, and I ran into a classmate from high school who actually thought my queer ass had joined the priesthood. Um, Which that was kind of funny. This year, though, I have decided, uh, because of the pandemic, I will not be going out to any sort of parties or Halloween haunted houses, which is just breaking my heart, because you have no idea how badly I want to go to a haunted house. Um, But we've done some other things to kind of celebrate this season um, in safer ways. So, in addition to putting my lanterns in the window, which isn't like a huge thing, but it felt good and right to me... um, we're going to have a dumb dinner. Um, and if you're not familiar with dumb dinner, it does not mean a stupid dinner. It just means silent. Um, but it is from different things I have read. Like, it's a dinner where you're in silence and you set an empty spot, um, a table for your, a spot at the table for your ancestors and loved ones who have passed away. And you can invite all of them or a specific one of them um, to the table with you. And then, of course, you put some food on the plate. Um, 
and you have a silent dinner with your ancestors. I think that's a great way to kind of honor that. I will admit that I've always found religions or practices that honor the dead that have passed in positive ways to be fascinating. Um, And I know like, well, Catholicism has All Saints Day and All Souls Day. I don't know if that was a thing in the Methodist church. I don't really think it was. I don't know, like in America, we have kind of a very uh, negative association with the dead and death. And I don't think that makes a lot of sense because it's like a normal part of life. Scary part of life, but still normal. Um, And we just tend to shun away from that. And I remember going to a training actually on grief and loss. Um or a continuing education training on grief and loss that, you know, for my, for my profession. And the, uh, the grief educator, she was a certified pentologist and she was talking about how, um, America's perception or relationship with death changed during the civil war because of the amount of people that died. And, um, that's all I can remember of that. I want to like say more, but now that I'm thinking about it, like I'm probably going to say the wrong thing. But it happened during the Civil War. We had this positive shift of viewing death as a natural part, and we weren't super uncomfortable with it to a very uncomfortable reality like, oh my gosh, someone's dying. So now we need to pump them full of chemicals and make them look like they're alive, um, which is insane to me. I absolutely have no desire to be buried or burnt. Um, and I used to joke, you could just throw my body into my neighbor's backyard because I didn't like them at one time and I don't live next to them anymore. So it seems kind of redundant, um, especially since I live in a condo high rise and there would not be a backyard. I guess you can leave me on my neighbor's doorstep if I die, but that's a little weird. Um, I guess the backyard thing was weird too, now that I think about it. Um, but anyways, yeah, I don't think it, I think the way that we treat death in America is very weird. And I think. To me, like celebrating Samhain is a way to normalize death for myself. And I think that's really important to do because there are times when I get very uncomfortable um, with the topic. And I shouldn't. I mean, I've worked in an acute care medical hospital for a number of years and saw death frequently. Um, so, yeah, anyways, Samhain honoring the dead that have passed. Um, It's the third harvest or last harvest of the year. So there's another thing to celebrate. Um, This year, Samhain's going to be on a full moon. And I believe it's a blue moon because it's like the third full moon in a quarter of four full moons is the original definition, I believe somehow at one point due to a misprint maybe in some sort of thing almanac it became something else um but generally yeah this is a blue moon this halloween Samhain. um a blue full moon or is that a redundant statement i don't know um well so yeah um hold on gotta pause you know speaking 
of honoring our ancestors and the dead, I think it's kind of important to, not kind of, it is important to acknowledge um, the land I'm on and the people that lived on this land before me or my ancestors came to the United States. Um, and of course, I live in Northeast Nebraska, um, the Omaha area, and uh, that includes Omaha Indians, uh, Sioux, several other tribes. I need to actually say them because it's just not right to say several other. So um, the Omaha, Santee, Sioux, Winnebago, and I believe Ponca was also in this area. And if I misspoke, I apologize to anyone. It's not my intention to misrepresent anything. Um, but from the research I did, that looks like that is correct. Um, and the reason I'm just kind of acknowledging that is because Europeans murdered lots and lots of Native Americans, indigenous people, cultural genocide, literal genocide. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to acknowledge um, that this Samhain, in addition to my own ancestors, I think it would only be right for me to put out an offering um, for all the people that tread this land before me. Um, so yeah, that's actually what I'm going to do, in addition to honoring my own ancestors. Okay, so... Samhain represents the end of summer. It's the last harvest. It's a time to honor loved ones and ancestors who have passed away. Um, and another thing I'm going to do, in addition to honoring, you know, the people that passed away in the land I was on or tread this land before me, um, actually both of those statements, not or, um, I think I'm going to honor the forgotten dead, all those who have passed away without family or friends to remember them. And I came up with that idea when I was reading someone's blog about, um, you know, just taking a moment to think about all the people that died that had no one. And I know from again, working in an acute care hospital, that happens. Um, like, And for some reason, at that particular hospital, it was the job of the social worker to try and locate family. Um, not a private detective. I was pretty good at it, though, at one point. Um, but yeah, sometimes we couldn't locate anyone. It was just kind of sad um, that they didn't really have anyone. Very sad. So anyways, um, another name for possible Samhain, I believe is, never mind. I thought there was a Druidic festival that happened. Mimi Samhain is the Druidic festival. I was just looking at something online from tannedfawnline.com. Um, and they had talked about Welsh names relating to the solstices and equinoxes. And of course, Samhain is not a solstice or equinox. But there are some Welsh names to these, to the solstices and equinoxes, if you're interested in calling them that instead of solstice, equinox, or the uh, dreaded word Maban, as many people find that a very controversial thing to say about the autumnal equinox. Um but I digress. So how am I going to honor Salon? What are we doing in addition to that dumb dinner? Like, so my partner and I are making ancestor candles, which we're pretty excited about. I actually bought a bunch of stuff to start making just candles in general because we like to burn candles. Um, and that's what I was sort of going to do for 
winter gifts um, for our friends is just give them uh, some candles that may or may not have some spell-like qualities to them. Anyways, again, I'm digressing a lot today. But so in our ancestor candle, we're going to just use soy wax, of course. We're going to mix some mother's wort in with it. And mother's wort has a connection to ancestral work. We also went to our local metaphysical shop, um, which we have a very cool shop in Omaha. If you happen to live in the Omaha area and you're not aware of it, um, and I want to also stay in no shape or form and I being paid to endorse them, but like Next Millennium is a great shop. The people there are so nice um, and friendly. So anyways, we went there and we picked up some um, petrified wood to add to our candles also. And I got some rose quartz to represent love and just general quartz because I like general quartz just to kind of enhance the whole thing. We're going to, you know, mix that all together, make a candle. We're going to light that candle at our two empty spaces because he's going to have one for his ancestors and loved ones that have passed. I'm going to have one for my ancestors and loved ones that have passed. And, of course, again, um, all people that have passed without anyone to acknowledge them um, or remember them. And, of course, like honoring an offering for um, uh, the indigenous people that walked this land before me. So yes, so that's like the spelliest thing, um, magicaliest thing, those aren't words, that him and I are doing together. We're technically not going to do that right on Samhain. Um, we're going to do it um, November 2nd, which is technically All Souls Day, but we're not doing it because it's All Souls Day. That just seemed like a good time for us to both do it. Um, Actually, on the day of, uh, of Samhain, what I will do is light some, put my lanterns in the window while he, my partner's parting it up, and uh, do a little bit of ritual work. Um, meditative ritual work. I think that will be a good day to start doing some of the shadow work I want to work on. Um, and that reminds me. me of um, some other things that I'm working on, right? Like, so I decided, well, not decided. I think it's important if you're going, well, I think it's important for me as part of the path I'm working on to learn a magical alphabet. And there's actually a couple I want to learn. Um, I'm going to start, originally I was going to start with the um, Ogham alphabet, which I hope I pronounced that right, but I don't think I did. But for some reason, I've been really drawn to um, the Futhark, the Elder Futhark. So I got some of those uh, rune stones and actually drew one for this uh, particular episode. And I thought like, okay, hey, I like this because this actually really relates to me. Um, well at least me and my current, what's going on in my life at this moment. So the the rune I drew was Arm Suze, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. Letter sound represents A, oh, and the book I'm reading this from is by Lisa Chamberlain, and it's Runes for Beginners, a guide to reading runes and divination, rune magic and meaning, some of the Elder Futhark runes. Um, 
and says the translation is a god, ancestral god, sometimes interpreted as Odin. And the keywords are communication, wisdom, divine power, a message. So I think the what's interesting is that the primary themes about this rune um, is it represents communication in all of its forms. And like when I drew the rune, I was asking like, well, what is a general theme for this, for today's uh, episode that I should focus on? And communication, which really a podcast is all about communicating something. Um, it also represents a verbal, chiefly represents verbal communication, whether it involves writing, speaking, or even singing. Messages, advice, or new information may be coming from external sources, or you may be being asked to pay closer attention to messages coming from your higher self, um, is what the book says. Uh, well, part of what it says, it goes on for quite a bit. I don't want to read all of it to you all. Um, but another thing that I found, thought interesting is, um, like, basically don't ignore messages that have importance to your growth simply because you don't want to, uh, simply because you don't want, want what you're hearing to be true. Um, and don't automatically go towards information just because it matches up with what you want it to be. Like, research it, which is something I've been saying since the beginning of my podcast. Like, look at things in depth as much as possible um, to get the answers you want. Well, not, sorry, that didn't sound right. To get the best answer that you can find, not just the answer you want. You know, like, even in research, if you only look for articles that support the answer you're looking for, then of course you're, that's all you're going to find is that answer. But there's probably a lot of stuff out there that shows like the opposite of that. And you want to take all of that into consideration. Um, and I think the same applies for whatever path you're on. Research more than one book, read more than one thing, listen to more than one podcast, read more than one bot blog. Um, and just because someone like jives with you or, or like, you know, oh, I like everything this person has to say. Like, that doesn't mean you shouldn't question that. I mean, there's things I like that people have to say, and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I want to know more about what you're saying, though. Um, especially when certain red flags get set when someone's speaking. And again, like, those red flags for me are when people speak in black and white absolutes, because very few things in life are actually black and white and absolute. Um, I find that suspicious. It makes me want to investigate more about what they're saying. That doesn't mean I think that they're wrong necessarily. Um, it just means like I want more information on this so I can understand where they're coming from. So anyways, yeah, that's the, the rune I chose relation in relation to this podcast. And also actually some magical uses for this rune are wisdom, discernment of complex situations, enhancing magical working, success in dialogue or public speaking, and success in examinations, inspiration, and divine communication. Um, it's a pretty rune. I like it. So anyways, why did I pull this rune? Well, my goal is to learn the Futhark. I don't know how well I will learn it, but my goal is to learn it. So I'm going to pull one of these every day um, as part of my path just to kind of acclimate myself to learning about it. Um, and I know that what spurred this uh tangent was talking about shadow work, but it kind of relates to shadow work, um, but it also kind of relates to the other thing I purchased and what you may find out by the end of this podcast is that sometimes I buy stuff that I don't need, um, like these 
Self-Forgiveness Oracle Deck, the Masculine and Feminine Edition. I like that because I think delving into healing with the Divine Feminine is important, but there's a Divine Masculine, and modern perception of masculinity definitely obscures the true the truth behind the divine masculine at least that's how i see it um and i definitely need want to start doing shadow work because how can you be on a path and not kind of like um look at the darkness uh the shadow side of yourself and that doesn't mean negative or bad side of yourself it just means looking at the parts of yourself that need to be healed um or even accepted and you just heard me shuffle that Oracle, self-forgiveness Oracle deck. I don't know why I wasn't actually going to pull anything from it. I just wanted to share. It's actually pretty cool. The cards have a nice, like, waxy-ish feeling to it. Not, like, waxy. I don't know how to describe how the cards feel. But they have a nice, like, smoothish wax-like feel. Um, so they're kind of cool. So I'm going to be using this deck to help with my shadow work. Not only this, but part of it. Um, and... That's kind of the other part of what I'm planning on doing on Samhain. Because, you know, it's a day to honor the dead, but maybe the dead doesn't necessarily have to be a living person at one point. Maybe it just has to be a part of yourself that you're ready to let go of. Um, so that's what I'm planning. That's what I'm planning to do to honor Samhain. Dumb dinner, lanterns in the window, personal, um, like, ritual. I When I say ritual, what I should say is I'm going to cast a circle. I'm going to do some meditation on my shadow self um, and see where that takes me. Um, in addition to help me with that meditation, I have purchased Anand Delight. It's a really pretty rock cluster that I've probably paid. I mean, it's, it costs $47. I don't know why I'm sharing that part. Um, cause I feel guilty about buying it. That's why. Um, but the lady talked so positively about it and it's, it's so pretty. Um, but I'm going to meditate with that. And along with, um, I have a tangerine, an aura tangerine quartz, which, um, can help release, helps with release of trauma. And that's definitely going to be a huge part of my shadow work is releasing that trauma, releasing, you know, uh, my personal trauma that I've experienced, but also kind of releasing some of those adverse religious experiences from Christianity that still impact me today. And speaking of that, I, this this episode's full of tangents. I hope I don't lose half of you by with all my tangents. But you know, like as a mental health professional, when I have parents bring their children into me, and the the parents are like, I, you know, and I've been working with the children. Um, and trying, you know, getting the parents engaged and they come back and like, you know, I've just told them they need to stop with all these sinful thoughts and basically, you know, shaming them for having thoughts that are whatever their thoughts are. And to be honest, like if you're having a thought, it's probably normal, generally speaking, that isn't in every single case, but you know, when we think negatively about a person, that's normal. What we do that when we think positively about a person, that's normal. We see someone attractive and we have some sort of emotional response to that. that's normal it doesn't mean that we're you know wouldn't do anything with that person it's just like that's biology right we we have reactions to our environment and i 100 percent believe although i can't cite any research to back up the theory i'm about to state mostly because i haven't looked um 
but I believe people organ their personalities pretty much organized off of a desire to avoid any sort of anxiety. Um, so, and that somehow, I don't know how that relates to anything I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, adverse religious experiences, it drives me crazy as a mental health practitioner when people's parents are like doing that. Now I'm a little bit more aware of it, so I'm going to address it differently in my professional practice in the future. Um, not like in a shaming way or anything like that, but just like, hey, let's explore how these, how this wording might impact such and such. And, you know, maybe the child would be like, it doesn't impact me at all. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. Um, and if it doesn't, it doesn't, which is fine. I just think it's important to kind of explore that. Maybe not shame children intentionally or unintentionally. Sometimes people do it intentionally. Sometimes people do it unintentionally. Actually, we do that to each other. Sometimes we purposefully shame each other and sometimes we don't um and I can hear this little voice in the back of my head saying you've gone on a huge tangent about this I have I'm far off from my topic which was the topic was selling how I'm going to celebrate it what I'm doing um but anyways hey thanks for listening I appreciate everyone that tuned in to listen I appreciate all the people that tuned in to previous episodes to listen um, I appreciate you even if you tuned in for five seconds and you're like, wow, nope, this is not for me. I mean, that's good. You experienced an important life moment in that moment when you were able to determine something is or isn't for you. Um, so I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, and I will more than likely post another episode before Samhain, um, but if I don't, I hope everyone has a wonderful Samhain, Halloween, or whatever, however you want to refer to that uh, time of our year. Thanks for listening. <laughs>